welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It was musical theater week and my inner theater noyard was rejoicing. From the challenge to the runway to the guest judge to the lip sync song, it was all theater all episode long. So who had a flair for the dramatics and who played their very last performance in a shocking closing night? It's time to talk all things Drag Race UK 4 and joining me is a Broadway baby, Femme de Violet. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's true. I am a Broadway baby. I am referred to as the theater kid of Ithaca, New York. So this feels awfully appropriate. I know. And we did not plan this on purpose. We did not know. No, because I can I I initially asked for Snatch Game. Yes. But then I was like, oh, they're doing a rusical even better. And we didn't even know it was going to be full theater in the episode, too. It's true. Um, it, we'll can you imagine if the U.S. season did a musical theater song? Come on. What are we waiting for? I Wait, no, but they did with You Don't Know Me or whatever, even though Jan was the only one who knew what to do for that. Yeah, no, but I want like a full, like for the lip sync song. I want something that came from Broadway. It's true. We've only really seen that on UK with Memory and then the song from mm-hmm. Sex. Yeah, because we... We, we don't care about musical theater as much in the U.S., I guess. I don't know. Whatever case, it's fine. Yeah. Fun the right. arts. As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented through a reality television production and shown on what the editing of the television show wants to see. Rear Axel was presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given an opportunity to go on the television show to share crap there. But they also have been put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on the podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality television show. Yeah. Okay, done. Um, what he said. Yeah, this was um, a great episode. I'll put it out there right now. One of the best in franchise history. I think I also, I just saw um, this got a 9.7 on IMDb. Mm-hmm. So I'm very new to the world of Drag Race IMDb ratings. I don't personally give much of a fuck. I don't know I, why people do. It means jack shit. It really is weird. Yeah, like some of the meanest, pe- meanest, most critical people you'll ever meet are people who spend a lot of time on IMDb, I think. Yeah. Um, yes, this de- definitely got a high rating. Um, I still think in the Drag Race UK world, the best episode ever is season two, um, UK Hun. Um, it is the best episode because you had the COVID comeback. You had um, UK Hun and you had, I don't want to see no fucking, fucking H&M. H&M. It was one of the best episodes ever. So I this do, was up there. This was very close. I do think Frock Destroyers is also up there. I agree. That's definitely up there because that was also Frock Destroyers was, I believe, the reading challenge. Mm. Um, it was that runway. When you got it all in one episode, it's going to be good. 
It's true. It's true. And unfortunately, I can't think of anything that nice to say about UK3. Okay. <laughs> I love Scarlet Harlot. I'm going to marry Scarlet Harlot. I love you, Scarlet. I will meet you soon. And please don't get a restraining order. Um, I love, I personally like UK3. And I've said that to a couple people. And they're like, why? And I'm like, I just do. The cast was fun. I adore Kitty Scott Claus. I cannot wait to officially meet her soon, hopefully. Um, I like that cast. I, I've i seen defenses of it, and I'm like, yeah, I get where you're coming from. But, like, as an AFAB queen, like, Victoria was so huge for me and was yes. such a part of the draw. And all I wanted to do was see her win. And then, obviously, everything happened. And I was like, okay, maybe Teresa. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, they hate her. Yeah, um, Teresa was met lacking the polish that they wanted. Um, but yeah, UK, they're, they're, they're hitting home runs with these, these seasons. They have good contestants. US, let's follow suit, please. I also think that more so than some of the international fran- other international franchises, Michelle really understands UK drag. She does, because she spends probably more time in the UK now than she does in America, which is fine. Um, but she understands the lingo. She understands the humor. And I think Rue understands the dryness of UK drag and UK humor to begin with. Which um, I definitely respect. I, I agree. Um, but yeah, this season, I'm enjoying it so far. I, I'm i definitely a big fan too. Like, full disclosure, I'm kind of glad we got the look queens out of the way just because like, I don't know how much they were necessarily bringing to the table. Like, there, I follow some people who are like, look how much Starlet was going to bring to the runway. I'm like, yes, but what was runway. she going to bring to the challenges? Exactly. Um, well, I'm sure she'll be able to be ho- she'll host um, Drag Race South Africa when it eventually comes, right? It's going to happen. <laughs> no, her, her and Elon Musk, yeah. No, don't say that name on this podcast unless we're talking about how stupid he is. Um, we don't like him. Um, but yeah, let's dive into this episode. We've got a lot to talk about. Smitty has dropped her last twerk as the queen returned to the workroom. Baby feels guilty as she knows how bad Smitty wanted to be there. I mean, we're going to get into it later, but maybe last week was the week she should have bowed out and let Smitty stay. I mean, but also think about how Smitty would have done in a musical. Oh, I know. And that would have been camp as fuck. I would have been here for it. But the Manchester mannequin started panicking, but this won't be the last time we will see her on the runway. I'm sure she will be back for an all-star season eventually. If there was ever a season... So I love how Canada lets all the eliminated girls do a runway. If there was ever a season to do that for UK, I feel like it's this season. Yeah, a lot of the the international franchises bring in their queens at the end of the season, which I always love. Um, I don't know why... I mean... We, we, we had it sometimes, like last season um, when the Queens came back, um, we got to yeah. see their final runway. So we'll see them once again. But yeah, Cheddar is proud to be a Manchester Queen alongside Sminty and feels she has done the city proud. Well, as she wipes away the message, Baby calls her Smintitha Jones, her ethnic sister with the fake tan. To be fair, the shade is quite a bit darker than her skin tone. And apparently so is Danny Beards, as someone pointed out. Uh, that's the tea. That's definitely the tea. Um, and so is Michelle's this week. That was bright orange. Um, I could not stop thinking. I can't remember which episode it was, but you said that Michelle was cosplaying as a Boulet brother. And I yes. can't stop thinking about that. Yes. 
Um, she wants to definitely cosplay a boule rather than don't wear any uh, self-tanner, then she'll be pale as fuck. Danny thinks Sminty might be glad to go home as she has to put all of Gothi's jock straps on a boil wash and get her tangerine tan out of the crack. Um, I miss Gothi. I do miss Gothi. If they ever do a first out, I'd like to see Gothi back. Absolutely. Will Gothi do better? No, but it'll be fun to watch. I mean, that's the beauty of a first out season is whoever, mm-hmm. go, like, it's so iconic to go home first there. Absolutely. Now the conversation is going to move over to Miss Pixie Polite, who is feeling like it could have gone to her or Danny, but she felt she was not going to get it as she is always the girl who is not the bride. She will tell Danny that she smashed it, but Danny's like, I'm not that girl either. I'm like, uh, okay, bitch, you won. Take the compliment. Let poor Pixie wallow in her mediocrity. <laughs> not, okay. I just, did I, do I think Pixie's runway met the brief? Absolutely the fuck not. There was nothing hair about it. But I do think, I think she did a great job. Drag Race has a habit of pigeonholing the big girls. Like they can only have one do really well at a time. And that's what's also crazy. And we'll get into it in a little bit. Um, I I know Danny is compared to like to Sminty. Yeah, plus size. But I don't think Danny is a plus size queen. I don't call her a big girl. Um, she, she's a little bigger boned. It's true. And also the way that she corsets and does her body, like, I'm sorry, like, I can't wait to talk about this runway, but she knows how she understands her proportions and she understands like hair shapes and body shapes and silhouettes like she she is doing drag. Absolutely. Now Pixie is feeling like she smashed the challenge, but going into one talks with everyone praising Danny, she is feeling overlooked story of my life, but she's trying not to be a knob saying she she should have won, but she's felt like this was her whole career. So close, but yet so far. But let's not forget, Danny did, in fact, beat her in a competition way back when. So was this a producer plot line? Probably. Obviously. Dakota will tell her that the critiques mean nothing. She has a badge, and she was told she was beautiful. And Danny tells her to get out of the space as she is thriving. Danny is a big personality, and shining next to Danny is hard. So she's doing good. She's doing fine. Now, Baby knows she was not prepared and she needed to put in more work to take the character where she needed it to go and push extra hard. The way she thought Drag Race was going for her was not what is materializing, and she is trying to be professional, but those little voices getting to her. She wants to push through and keep a positive attitude. Um, and I feel like now looking back, we all should know what was about to come with these little, little hints. Oh, Even last week, I think we had the hints. Yeah, this all feels very deliberate and like... Obviously not to be a conspirator, but I do wonder like how much producer intervention may or may not have occurred. Oh, um, Michael Block, the host of Block Talk has a very big uh, hot take later on at the end of this episode that um, we'll see how that works. I love a hot take. Um, but yeah, I feel like Baby just seemed like a light had gone off. It was so sad. And I feel we like you can tell on drag race when a queen has given up. Like Jasmine Kennedy during the lip sync smackdown, that girl wanted to go home. Yeah, she was done. The competition is heating up, and Rue is looking for a superstar, and Pixie wants her own win. What's gonna happen first? Rue finding a superstar or Pixie winning? (laughs) Time to find out. It's a new day in the workroom, and it's time to honor Sminty one last time with a sad twerk. That was cute. It was cute. So full disclosure, when I first saw the end of the episode, um, I didn't. So the way I like watch my TV, 
I couldn't see Sminty twerking. I just saw her like standing there and everyone around her was laughing. I'm like, is she saying something? I can't hear. However, upon rewatching it, yes, party har, what a funny job yes. she did. Um, the pixie comment about Dan asking Danny to split the badge in half. That was the truly something sure was well the pressure is getting to them baby knows it for real and the film knows rue was not happy in the critiques and she does not want to be in that position and she just needs to make her laugh and smile all the time as mentioned danny's congratulated one more time she's emotional as rue said great things and she's not lost for words often jb because we don't even know what to call her anymore has been in the bottom a few times and cheddar will remind her that she hasn't had any tops yet just like I haven't had any bottoms in quite some time. Waiting. DM me. I'm here for you. For 15 cents a day. There it is. John Burst is the only one without a badge, and she's going to be the best she can be and says that not all super queens have badges. In fact, Electra Bionic won Drag Race Italia without a fucking win. So there's that. Facts are facts. Never again. Can't full, let that happen. Full disclosure, when she said that, my first thought was, oh yeah, poor Cheryl still doesn't have any badges. True, it is very true. All right, so where is Katrina's magic dildo? Well, Cheddar wants to borrow it, and K- Pixie is getting a message, and it has nothing to do with said dildo, but she, she would like that hacksaw to chop up Danny's badge in half, as if that's never going to happen. Um, what do you think about the fact that they gave out a group win earlier in the it. season? Okay, okay. Because I feel as though, and I feel like, not to tell you how I feel that you feel, feel what I, I said, I felt, um, I feel like they knew that they could only get away with that once, but then they blew it on episode two. Cause yeah. that could have been a group win for Cheddar, Pixie and Danny. Agreed. Um, I mean, if there ever was a, uh, group win that everyone on the team needed a badge for, uh, root for a Rue girl group challenge, it was in uh, the Philippines. That entire team deserved a win there, but whatever, Mama Pow. Give it to one person. And they all popped off. It's fine. The alarm sound, right? The alarm sounds, and Rue's message is filled with Mary Poppins references. Who, Mary? Rue arrives in what I can only assume was what she walks into the building with. That orange puffer jacket was not the ticket. Maybe she was doing community service on the side of the road. I don't know. I've got nothing. I will say it is marginally better than that like leather vest look with the with the Which riding terrible. pants. Terrible. I don't know. I don't know. Like it does Rue owe somebody money? Like what is happening with these workroom fashion choices? Especially in the international seasons. I guess like um he doesn't have who he normally has in LA, so he goes with what he can get Good in the point. UK and Australia or New Zealand, but they're not, they're, they're very subdued compared to what we've been seeing in the U S honestly, I miss the hats from season eight. I wish we would wear a hat again. <laughs> Don't beg her. She will. She will do it. All right. So education is the cornerstone to a free society. So they are going to school the children and the classic art of throwing shade. It's time to read. All right, are you ready for this reading challenge? Yes, I am. And can I just say, I love the podium. I think well, it's brilliant. They need to do that for every reading challenge. That was incredible. Um, it's very uncomfortable. You're just standing next to RuPaul and I have to like address the Same rest mean of the things. class. Yeah. Um, yeah, this works. So let's go through it. Cheddar on Dakota. Pretty is not an excuse. Put some makeup on, bitch. 
That's not a read. That's a compliment. Fuck you. Yeah. Stop it. Cheddar on black pepper. Such beauty, such elegance. But don't get too close because you'll maybe see it's cracked pepper. That was good. That was funny. Yeah. I, I don't think Peppa's issue has ever been her mug, though. No, I think it was more so Cheddar being like a play on words. Here you go. As Look, that's a common strategy. I can respect it. When you're in battle, you got to use whatever weapons. Chatter on LaPhil. Where's LaPhil? I can't quite make LaPhil out. She's sort of fading into the background. Cut to Coppertop being like, are you fucking kidding me? Why was I not um, safe when that bitch was fading into the background? Can I also say, why did no one just say LaFiller? That like was right there. I think someone probably did and it was cut for time because it was probably a bad read. That's fair. That's, yeah. D- Maybe nice on Dakota. Place. You're blonde, you're beautiful, and you have legs almost as long as you make conversations feel. That's kind of funny. It was. It took a while to get there, but when it yeah. got there, it was it was a worthwhile journey. She, she's a, she a very tall girl. Baby on Pixie. You know, last week you spoke about being a runner-up for the improv challenge, but what you'll always have is the best hits in drag, next to Danny Beard, out of drag. Pretty funny. Um, we love big girl jokes but okay great go go for it baby dakota on black pepper i'd ask if your barbecue was canceled but with the grill no one's coming you know what nice reference we love a throwback dakota on cheddar cheddar gorgeous or if we're naming her after her name and her smell aged blue stilton gorgeous i love cheese but come on for dakota very good yeah she she sat in her hotel room and thought of that for weeks Black Peppa and Baby. Hands up, say hey, baby, and wear some clothes next time on the runway. Not a read, just a fact. That was the way she delivered it was so smooth, and yeah. like the, the delivery was almost better than the joke. Black Peppa and Danny, I know you love Marmite, but stop using it as your foundation color. She is. She did not come out of her mom that color. She looks like a girl who's uh, getting ready for prom in a couple of days and has to wait for it to fade. As I've said, maybe it's a Liverpoolian thing because her and the Vivian are the same shade. And Raven's even darker. Um, We're not going to talk about Raven. Dark mode Raven. Uh, Pixie on Cheddar. Much like the famous Cheddar Gorge, you too have a face that is rough and many men have climbed upon it. Facts are facts, America. If it was accurate, I'd be like Slay, but like, I will say Cheddar saying she looked like a very sexy dolphin. That was so good. It was very, very I know funny. it was then, a confessional, but it was, it was. And then, and then the, the noise that came out of her. Very funny. Pixie on the film. Your long luscious hair. I think it's become a trademark of yours. I just really wonder how it, how you get it to come out of your nostrils like that. That was bad. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, why do they keep that in? If she won, why is that the one that's kept in? Yeah. Is there anything I, about LaFell? I do have in my notes, like, I didn't know how to feel about LaFell this episode, and I don't think the producers know how to feel about her this no one season. Does. No one does. Pixie on John Burst, Jay Blonde, you are so old. Your first gig was chasing the snakes out of Ireland. <laughs> For us Americans, that's a very, very specific historical joke. That's all I got to say. I got but nothing it, else. But on the it. girls who get it, they got it. Get got it. it. That being said, everyone go watch Dairy Girls. Uh, it's now on Netflix in America. It's the final season. Excellent. Did I cry the last episode? Yeah. Love Dairy Girls. 
Pixie on Baby. Hmm. I'm pro-choice. Favorite. Hands down favorite. That was one of the best reads ever. I have been giggling about that since I heard it. And like with the saturation of drag race, if something can make me laugh that much after the fact, it was yeah. very good. Very, very well done. All right, LaFill on John Burr's. My lovely Julian. I mean, sorry, Jonathan. I mean, John. John Burr's blonde. No, Mr. Smithers in a dress. It took a while to get there. Very, too, way too long to get there. She could have just said John Burr's. Mr. Smithers in a dress. That's all you needed. The joke is Mr. Smithers in a dress. I don't watch The Simpsons, so it was kind of lost on me, but... Um, I mean, you know what you know what Smithers looks like, right? I had to Google it. I don't watch The Simpsons, so... Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah I, it, I get it. It's the hunch and the... Yeah. The fill on baby. She's always loose and ready for anything, except for a high with a leotard. Do you fancy a razor for your pubes? And then she throws her a razor, and I was like, that's shady. How do you feel about prop comedy during reads? Because I think it is really hit or miss. It's hit or miss, but this one for me, it worked. Like last season with the the, the um, uh, paper bag didn't work. This with the, the razor, it, it was fine. Did she have the razor ready to go? Did they know they were having a reading challenge today? That's the conspiracy I want to know. Ooh. Who was that bitch who threw out their dentist card? This was on US. Oh God, that's making me recall lots of things from lots of seasons past. I'll have to, listeners, yes. tell us. I don't remember. Yes, please. Because I remember, like, I remember that shit was funny. Danny on Dakota. My little baby. Now it's nice that Drag Race embraced trans icons. And now it's nice that people can see a bit of trans mediocrity. Same energy as um, the et cetera, et cetera, they, them read. Yes. So as a trans person, if you're going to do it, respect. If you're going to respect the identity, but not the, go, go crazy. There it is. Danny on Pixie. You are famous for shouting. Talking tea, a coffee from the telly. What a shame that charisma isn't sexually transmittable. It's funny. Yeah. Tia Coffee's getting a lot of attention this season. Oh my God, is she? I love it. I love it for her. John Burr's on Cheddar. Cheddar is so old. She was the first drag queen to throw a brick at Stone Hinge. Timing, like. Timing was great. Um, we love British humor. It's here for it. And John Burr's on Danny. Did you know that Danny Beard is an anagram for shut the fuck up? I wanted Fine. someone in the room to say what's an anagram because I guarantee you five of those girls must have been asking themselves what's an anagram. Ladies and gentlemen, Sage Anagram. There it is. Um, the library is officially closed. And the winner is Pixie Polite. She is thrilled that she's slaughtered them all. I mean, I guess she wins. Um, she had the most reads, which we now know that if you have the most reads in an episode, that you win. Yeah. Again, the nose hair one, I was like, why? Yeah. Love your hair. Hope you win, I guess. For this week's Maxi Challenge, they will be getting their rusical on as they star in the unauthorized sequel to the beloved family classic, Larry Poppins. It's the twisted tale of Mary's evil twin, Larry Poppins, a nanny who is practically imperfect in every way. Oh, and you'll be singing live, rather, air quotes, live. Yeah, that, yeah. Sure. Live? That was, the, yeah, okay. At live point- is Canada's Drag Race uh, season uh two that was live this was pre-recorded and then you got to uh lip sync to it it was live at a certain point that's not untrue pixie as the winner of the reading challenge gets to assign all the roles and they're going to have vocal coaching with michelle the voice visage because the visage means voice (laughs) i thought it was face 
Is it? Oh, it's face. Well, then why yeah. do they say for the voice? Why do they call her the voice? I thought they were calling her ugly. Maybe. That was kind of what I got. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I mean, the bitch can sing. She can sing. Everyone go stream um, Step Song featuring Michelle Visage because that is one of the best songs ever. And Oh Holy Night, apparently. The queens are going to get to the couch to read the scripts of the season four musical. Dakota is not excited because one, she hates musicals, and two, she has never watched Mary Poppins. So clearly this child had not enough love. How do you not know Mary Poppins? So full disclosure, I also have never sat down with Mary Poppins, but I did see Mary Poppins returns. I know, I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But oh. I did I did get the references. I do know do the you references. You have Disney Plus? I have a girlfriend who knows how to pirate things. Great. Go watch Mary Poppins tonight. You are going to laugh. You're going to cry. You are going to love it. No, it's, it's great and it's classic and it's wonderful. And Lynn Manuel Miranda is not there, which obviously makes it better than the original. Correct. Or better than the remake. Oh boy. All right. As Cheddar asks for her drag card back, she says a drag queen not liking musicals is not liking kittens or something. And I agree. Um, I think we live in a day and age where if you are a drag queen, you have to know at least a little bit of musical theater because there is going to be at least one homosexual in the bar who's going to say, I want defying gravity. It's true. And also like, I feel like a lot of the old campy drag is so influenced by like the dames, the Barbara, the Carol Channings and the Bernadette, um, Bernadette Peters and the fucking Carol Burnett's like, you have to know these women to like help so- i just think these women are larger than life drag should be larger than life at the very least like watch some carol burnett show exactly Have and also speaking of these big dames from broadway past why has no one done ethel merman for snatch game i'm just when i would all do it i don't even do drag it's easy honestly that's that's brilliant yeah it'll be a sleigh all you have to do oh it would be brilliant oh my god i'm whoever wants it you come coach with me i'll I'll get you ready for it all right so after listening to the show pixie has the unique opportunity to be shady little bitch and put the girls in roles that they don't want but she's going to see what people want and see how she feels let's go through some of the roles og mary is an original family-friendly nanny with a cut class british accent the Phil will like to tackle it as she is prim and proper and needs to loosen up just like her. She wants a leading role to show Rue that she can do all different things she has learned from the comments. And that's awesome, but that yeah. wasn't a leading role. Sure was not. <laughs> uh, Lick Van Dick is everyone's favorite cockney bin lady. Uh, she's a drag of all trades and proper salt of the earth. Danny will t- take it and Pixie thinks Danny would be really good at it. More on that later. Put a pin in it. Danny considers herself more of a Jane McDonald more than a Julie Andrews. Um, if you don't know who Jane McDonald is, she is basically essentially a glorified cruise singer. Oh, incredible. Yeah. The bird lady is an old bird who is quite literally an old bird. John Burrs needs to make herself known, so she will lay her eggs in the basket for the role. We will watch Cheddar as she will ask for the role as well as she puts her hands up. And John Burrs is quick to say... Um, not put like putting your hands up it's not how it works it's about making the rusical the best and making it iconic smart play on her part this is true i 
we'll talk about it. I all yeah, I think the direction she took it was strong. And also I think the role Cheddar got. I don't know Better why she her. wasn't in the top, but we'll get there. Yep. Uh Pixie knows Jombers wants to stand out, so she's gonna trust that she's gonna be able to do in this role. We're gonna have a role called Mother Crude, who is rich, powerful, and stressed AF. Baby thinks it's right off her street and thinks she can nail it. It's hers. She thinks a goal is the cure to lift her up as she believes she can do it. Now. Arrested development footage not found. Literally. <laughs> the prude twins are sugar spice and everything nice. The apple of their mother's eye. Dakota will speak up and say that she thinks the kids would be an obvious choice and she doesn't want that. She thinks she is, if she's going to do well in the challenge, she has to throw herself at something that's better for her. Like Rochelle LaRoche. Rochelle, Rochelle LaRoche is the head waitress at Binland. She's French, but she's also a cockroach. And I say, Dakota, did you read the script? You really thought this was going to be good for you? Yeah, I um, I also, I don't understand why Dakota was like, I don't want to be a kid. A kid's the obvious choice. And then she didn't have a concrete answer as to anything else she would want. Right. Now, Cheddar loves Rochelle and says she does often look like an insect. Again, facts. She tells Look us at that her cockroaches. Promo. Exactly. She tells us that cockroaches will survive in the vacuum space along with Sierra at the end of the world, which is true. Now we're gonna have a French accent off. And dear friend of the podcast, Nikki Doll is like, get out of my pub. Um, <laughs> wow, Dakota really went stereotype with her attempts. Meanwhile, Cheddar is like, hold my pint. She nails it. And there's no question who's gonna be playing Rochelle. Um, it, come on, generic European. Yeah. Um, French is harder than people think. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's really hard to understand. Yes, thanks for those subtitles, uh, World Wonder, even though they were all wrong. But thanks for him when we went through that show. Cheddar is going to take on Rochelle. The twins go to Pep and Dakota. Dakota does not look happy, so Cheddar will be nice and say, if you really want it, you can have it. But Dakota really knows that Cheddar blew her out of the water. She feels like it's the death sense for her. She's offered to share it with the class what she needs and what will make her confident. But she doesn't feel like she, this is a role for her, aside from the obvious. Dakota is not feeling... Super califragilistic XP, whatever it is. Not feeling it. And I can confirm probably that that was a line fed to her by the producers. Oh, 100%. Um, absolutely. I also, I not to get on my conspiracy tinfoil hat, but I wonder why Peppa didn't ask for something better. Because I don't think Peppa thought she could do anything else. I don't think she wanted a standalone role. Fair enough. I mean, she did. She was good. Like across the board, Peppa. This episode, good. Yeah. So, this is going to make Pixie Larry Poppins as she realizes, oh fuck, I forgot myself. Girl, you're supposed to pick yourself first. It's been a while since we've seen a queen um, assign roles to everyone and forget to give her, forget to give herself uh, her role. And unfortunately, it's hilarious. It's very funny. She does say that acting and singing and dancing at the same time is a piece of cake and she loves cake. I love cake too. If you were in Larry Poppins, what role would you have selected? I feel like I could have had a really, really good time with the bird lady, especially uh-huh. the direction that Jean Bears took it. Um, I personally was almost wondering if it was going to be like a Fontaine style situation. Uh-huh. Like, a, um, I also think Le- Rochelle LaRoche would have been fun, but my French is not there yet, nor may it ever be. Or I think Lick Van Dick is just fucking fabulous. Yeah. Well, the queens have taken their place in the room to start going over the parts. Cheddar is talking to herself, and Danny wonders if she's having a meltdown. <laughs> Further says she's Davina to camoing it. How rude. I love Davina. 
Oh, I do too. I I personally think that she more so was Katyaing it in the in the John Waters challenge. Yes, absolutely. Please, Dawn, it's Christmas. Now, Dakota and Peppa chat where Dakota says the twins are a small singing role, but are on stage the entire time. She's not going to be the girl who was upset she didn't get the part she wanted because bidding for the bigger parts, she probably would have been stressed about them as well. Now, Peppa is depending on Dakota to not be in a bad headspace as it will affect her. She tells Dakota that she knows it's not the role she wanted, but tells her to go in with a fresh mind and slay it. Let's go visit Pixie, who is listening to the track and realizes that, fuck, Larry Poppins is not the part she wanted or what she thought it was going to be. She's a little worried. It's really funny what ends up happening next because they're pretty similar roles. Yes. Lick Van Dick and Larry are pretty similar, but hey. She's going to go to Danny and tells her she thinks she shot herself in the foot with the part as she was far too concerned making everyone happy. And Danny's like, this is Pixie to a T in it. Danny will offer to swap roles. They are similar parts and she wants Pixie to be happy. So role swap it is. Uh, this is a first. I don't think we've really ever seen a role swap after deciding the roles like this. No, me neither. But I will say, like, what on earth was Pixie doing in terms of strategy? Like, you're worried about Danny upstaging you, and then you literally hand her the lead, like, go over to her and hand it to her with roses and shit? Like, Pixie, what kind of game are you playing? Like, and that's I- what I find interesting, is did she say this to Danny strategically because that's the part she would she wanted, or did she just not know what to do and Danny offered it to her? Because I don't think there was another part for Pixie to really take on, aside maybe like the bird lady. Yeah, me neither. And like, Jean Burs was so like aggressive, not aggressive, but like sure of herself about yeah. it. I mean, if, if if ever there was another switch, like Lick Van Dyke should would have gone to John Burrs because it's a very like oh, yeah. Dick Van Dyke part and John Burrs has that weirdness to it. But let's journey to the main stage to see the practically putrid Michelle Visage. I can't, I can't, I can't, I joke, I joke. Dane Shelfin will be on the keys. And I think we learned his name simply because he has words during this segment. So we're going to welcome Dane. We're just going to start with Dakota and Peppa, who begs us all not to book her to sing. Meanwhile, I'm like, I would like to book Black Peppa for my birthday party to sing the national anthem because that would be funny. Thank you. Honestly, I, she doesn't even have to sing. She could just dance, vogue to it. I wouldn't be upset. No, 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 no. I want her to sing the Star Spangled Banner because there's just something funny about people who are not singers singing that song. It's funny. And Whitney Houston style? She sang, but she was really bad at it. Or no, I want, I want, I want Black Peppa to go more Fergie with it. All right, let's play some basketball. Here it is. So they start, and well, I could do better. Uh, Dane will tell them that Larry just filled them with sugar, and we all know what that means to be on a sugar high. Michelle tells Dakota to not be beautiful for two seconds, and Dakota was really embarrassed by this comment, and I don't know if it was a comment that should have been made. It's so it's interesting with like trans drag queens because it's like you want to be pretty and you want to be so feminine and like femininity for trans drag queens is so much more of like a loaded emotional thing than I think it is for like cis queens. Yes. So I, I, yeah, I don't know if that was the most appropriate comment. I also like, I think Dakota has a personality. Like if Starlet had gotten that comment, yeah, please stop being pretty. Like, right. I think that's the thing with Dakota is like is praise, but she's having her personal journey as well at the same time as the show. 
it was a little weird. It was it yeah. was a little weird. Um, now we have Baby as Mother Prude, and it's it's mediocre. Michelle is like, you know, you're channeling, and Baby's like, yeah, nodding her head. No, she don't. She has no fucking idea that's supposed to be Britney Spears. I am so perplexed why this particular musical bounced between very direct Mary Poppins reference full-on britney reference somewhere in the middle for the rest of it it was it was very odd but baby just has to put that vocal creak in and she'll build into it now danny is larry and michelle tells her she is made for the role cut to nothing coming out of the bitch's mouth she's blames the fact that she only had like two seconds with the character but when she finally gets some words out it's goobity gob michelle wants her to danny beard the fuck out of the role and that's just the only advice she needed to do well which is hilarious because what she ended up doing that got her successful was goobity. <laughs> Literally. Now we have Cheddar who sees herself as a horny French cockroach waitress, which is a good thing because that's literally the role. Pixie has no problem partying with a cockroach, but as they start singing, well, it's Pixie who is lacking confidence once again. Michelle tells her that she's got this, but in rehearsal, she just don't. Drink bin juice, please drink bin juice. Struggle bus for Pixie. What? I didn't understand. I so obviously bin is garbage. Yes, um, I in, in the UK we don't use that word because bin just is weird. Yeah, I got that far. I was just like, what song is this? What's happening? Oh, oh we'll get to it. We'll, I have all. The, I think I have all the references. Back thank God, I re- really appreciate it. John Burris is the bird lady, and Michelle wants to hear what she can do vocally to start. Um, what a moment! Wow, she was certainly one of those performers who tries hard and knows they're bad as there was not a semblance of pitch to it. First, she had no timing in the girl group challenge. Now she has no pitch. Methinks Chompers can't sing. Yeah, that, I will say, after she got the Dita Von T's note, though. Yes. Night and day. I'm not really sure what it was supposed to do, but she did change. So, something clicked. If you told me Dita Von T's, it'd be like, so take my clothes off? I think, I mean, obviously what she ended up going was that the very breathy, oh, Mr. President, why I couldn't. Then say Marilyn. Honestly. And neither of, filter- them are, yeah, go ahead. neither of them are even British. So it's not even. Right. It's LaFille time and the entire cast is going to join her on stage. Michelle will tell her it's a journey song. So she should realize as the song goes on that she likes the things she's singing about. She's having fun. She's got a lot to do. And when the ca- rest of the cast joins in, and they just start singing bum, 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 bum. I'm like, oh, this is the Super Cali parody song. I'm kind of here for it. Let's go. The song is hard and Baby's feeling that everyone is doing strong. And if they're doing strong, does that make her the weak one? She worries that her dance ability and her performance chops aren't enough to carry her through it. And Michelle tells them all that they need personality more than vocals and says that if they think it's too big, it's not. That's drag 101. Especially... A rusical, especially British drag, especially basically everything we're dealing with. And like, yeah. Well, it is now time for Michelle Visage to introduce her one-time dance partner, Giovanni Perice of Strictly Come Dancing. I wish we got to see them dance a little bit, but alas, that would have been too perfect. Who is this Italian man? So he is one of the professionals on Strictly Come Dancing, which is the Dancing with the Stars of the UK. Okay, that fills in a lot of things. Um, he was her partner uh, when she was on a couple years ago. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I Go mean- Go look he... at the Vogue video when she did Vogue. Gotcha. I mean, he's certainly Italian. Yeah, so Giovanni arrives and the queens are very hot and bothered. Um, I'm just going to have to say it. His accent is wild and 
so unsexy to me. Like it's English with British and Italian inflections and they just don't pair well. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I just like truly just a lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot at the same time. Everything, everywhere, all at once, one might say. Meanwhile, if anyone talks Australian to me, oh my God, I will melt. Oh boy. I have to, I should just go to Australia and find a blonde twin down there. That'll work, right? Or a spider. Uh-huh. I kick spiders. All right. First, Gio will show the twins and mother their first moves. And it's going to be a box step. Love even a box can, step. Even I can do a box step, but Dakota cannot. She is oh. fumbling so badly as she's in her head. And I was like, come on, I can do this. And I don't perform. A blind baby with no feet can do a box step. Like not to, I love Dakota. I'm really into, I really, really do. Um, but yeah, like I've seen some hard drag race choreo. This, this was not that girl. No. Uh, this was musical theater 101, literally. <laughs> Watching baby guide her is kind of a bummer because we know what's going to happen, but um, friendship, sisterhood, it's real. But it's Peppa. Baby kept kept it real till the end. And for that, I commend her. It's Peppa who needs Dakota to step it up. She knows Dakota hates musicals and doesn't want her to be be there. But Peppa didn't like the design challenge, but she still didn't let her partner down. To be fair, it was all Jobber's fault. Sure. Now we have Larry joining them. And Danny is like, can you look at these feet? Because they're getting going separate from the body. And Gio will ask if she's from Liverpool. And Danny says yes, as Gio loves the accent. She loves learning. Um, I think Danny was messing up on purpose, so Gio had to focus on her. Oh, yeah. Also, like, classic drag race strategy. Cut, look like the underdog and then come in and, like, clench that win and just slay yep. all over the place. Now, Danny mentions that the Strictly curse is becoming a drag race curse. And this refers to when a celebrity and a pro dancer may or may not get intimate while they're on the show, and sometimes that's the decay of one of the people's relationship. Gio may or may not have been in said curse before. Can't confirm or deny, but I think he did. See, I feel like an idiot because, like, I I know I've been watching a lot of Dance Moms recently, but yeah, I don't know much about Strictly Come Dancing. But yeah, like, it's, it's it's Dancing with the Stars, um, but they only do it once a year, so it's a little. A little better than god imagine if reality tv franchises only happen once a year (laughs) then i would have nothing to podcast about that's fair okay like (laughs) three times a year i need a break (laughs) anyway danny didn't know geo is a chubby chaser and if he is she'll run and again this is where i say danny saying she's chubby hurt my soul because like what does that make me because i think danny and i are very similar types and i don't really i mean i'm i guess i'm chubby but i don't i think danny's skinnier than i am yeah it's i hate when i get i hate when like bitches get on drag race like when detox entered on all stars 2 and was like i've just gotten fat i'm like bitch you are a size eight maybe yeah on a I mean, bad listen, day D- danny's standing next to smitty okay fine yes chubby um but i i think um a piece of plywood is chubby next to smitty yeah and like some people yeah it's like you said exactly some people are just built like that once geo says the next moves are faster danny's like i used to like you from the telly no more no more (laughs) we have lick van dick and rochelle who will have a fantastic entrance and she's heard that before we will watch as pixie and cheddar try to dance and cheddar is a struggler here this time not a clue um apparently she's been drinking bin juice all evening 
for Jombers, her character thinks she's hot, but she's not. Which Jombers is like, that's me. Gio asks her to show him what she would do personally. And we have this like cheesy saxophone underscoring pair of Jombers being a fool. It was quite hilarious. Um, and also her wearing a cowboy shirt while doing all this. Wild. Drag Race's use of stock music truly gets me through. Especially when, um, so do you watch It's Always Sunny? I don't. So funny thing, It's Always Sunny uses a lot of stock sounds too for transitions. And sometimes them and Drag Race use the same sounds. <laughs> and every time that happens, I lose my fucking mind. It is so funny. Yeah, that's that's classic. So John Burr's is going to be asked to show what she would do personally. And it's fine. Then Mary is up. You got to do the same thing. LaFille asked to be over the top and her over the top is just frazzled and frenetic. She's a bit stressed that she does not want to be in the bottom three again. Now Giovanni sends them off to practice. So Danny leaves and says she's never watching Strictly ever again. To which I say, watch Danny Beard on the next season of Strictly Come Dancing with partner Giovanni Brzezinici. I'd love to see it. Um, uh, speaking of UK reality shows, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast yet, um, but Dancing on Ice, you know that show? No, I don't. Is it? it you know sounds... going to be? Oh, so it's 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 ice dancing, figure skating. Incredible! Um, That's so good. Um, I love it. Which we, we try to do that here. One season doesn't work, but they they do it almost every year now. Do you know who's going to be on the next season? No, but I hope you tell me. The Vivian. I hope she falls flat on her face. Not a not a fan. Interesting. Uh, no, no, no. Um, Davina was robbed. Oh yeah, yeah. R- red hair and a silver dress. I do think, but in um, the best way possible. Remember Gemma Collins of uh, Snatch Game fame? Yes, I do. She was on the show, and there is a video of her from Dancing on Ice. I don't remember which song it was, but it, I think it was. Um, it's all coming back to me now. Face plants falls on her face on ice. It was brilliant oh that's incredible see the best reality tv moments have nothing to do with producer interference exactly all right it's the day of the show y'all the queens get ready as john has forgotten what a bird bird looks like and we'll leave it to danny beard to tell her that her contour is quite angular already i guess the library is still open um did you catch that she kind of had the abhora nose for that character like i was like wow i love your work Jarmer so says Titans. she said she didn't buy her cheekbones and Danny's like me either. And I, that's what I was born with. And I said, fucking liar. Of course you did. She was not also real. not born with those lips. No, not at all. So the discussion turns to pre-show rituals. And for Cheddar, she shares that the entire makeup process is a ritual for her. John Burris keeps it silent when she gets ready. And LaPhil mentions about getting ready on the back of a bus. And I'm like, whoa, that's intense. Um, what is the worst place you've ever had to get ready? Okay, so I'm a privileged little girl, um, and Ithaca drag, I usually just, I feel bad because I usually just get ready in my home. In my cute little apartment, I have my little mirror, I have my Red Bull and a half, I have my little gay 80s playlist, and um, I like to freeze my ass off when I get ready, so I don't melt. Um, but I guess the, what's the worst place I've had to change? I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't, Wow, I'm just, I'm so privileged. I feel kind of bad. Well, you're lucky. I mean, it's also because Ithaca is gorge. 
Gorgeous, yes. <laughs> I will say, have you seen that picture or it's some some tweet and Denali was like, nothing humbles you like having to get ready like in a boiler room and it's her sitting next to, in full face, next to a boiler tank. I love I mean, that. Jombers will make mention about dressing rooms that being just a toilet. And I said, welcome to New York. Um, that's literally where you're going to get dressed. Oh yeah, oh yeah. LaPhil says most of the time they get ready in a room by themselves, so it's nice to be able to hang out in this situation, and also says that the more people there, more to borrow. Um, I say more there to steal from. It's interesting because um, I've said this before. I don't know how well I would do on Drag Race because I am really silent when I paint. Yeah. Um, Speaking of stealing things, did you know (laughs) that Sminty stole Dakota's um, wig glue because <gasps> she was mad at her. <laughs> Why? Because she funny. did the best on that team? I don't know. It was just very funny. Jambres is ready to call, call her way to the top and um, bitch, you didn't know you just did yourself. You're going to be having to call for the rest of your career. I hope, she, I hope her signature number becomes I'm like a bird. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Peppa knows to win a badge, she has to make sure she is on her A-game, she has to sing live, she has to dance live, she has to make sure the bitches don't upstage her. Dakota has no experience doing this before and just wants to do well. This is serious. This is the Rusical. Yeah, it, it, was, pre- it was pretty serious. Seriously confusing. Uh- <laughs> We're going to head to the main stage and see Mama Ru looking fabulous in like a very dark brown petal and nude illusion number. I liked it. I feel as though Miss Paul is running out of silhouettes. Oh, fully. When you have <laughs> 75 shows a year, you you can only wear the same thing once or twice. Yeah. Um, I liked it. It's not up there with my favorite Rue looks. Honestly, I think my favorite to this day is still that Pussy Willows look she did on season three. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, I'm... I wish you'd do more like avant-garde type stuff. I also wish she'd fit the fucking runway theme, but that's... No, that would be too much. We we would too. That would be too much. All right. So we have everybody's talking about Jamie Star, Michelle Visage, Chatty Man, Helen Carr, and Ted Lasso Emmy winner and former Lady of the Lake herself, Hannah Waddingham. I adore. Oh, that's where she's from, Ted Lasso. Yes. Oh my God, she's brilliant. That's awesome. I Ted Lasso just doesn't capture my attention. That's fair. That's fair. Um, she no, she's a West End superstar. She's been on Broadway. She actually, so she originated the UK version of Lady of the Lake in Spamalot. Oh and shit! She, and then she came to the US and did it. You can actually see some of the videos of the US in a um, little B-roll reel um, when she was in the show with Clay Aiken. <gasps> oh my goodness, Mr. Aiken! Yeah. All right, we're gonna start with the musical, then go through the runway. Are you ready? Oh, oh, I'm ready. Now, before we begin, I have to say, I've said it before on the podcast, I have resting critic face when I see theater. Meanwhile, Anna Waddingham has musical theater face where she overreacts to everything. And I have to say, the way she was living, I was living for her. I adored it. Yeah, no, and also, like, I love when a guest judge is so excited to be on Drag Race. Yes. Like, it's, there's no, there's really nothing like it. I have so much. We've had two in a row, Allison Hammond and Hannah Waddingham, both, like, thrilled to be on there. Which I respect. I, I too. Our story begins with Pixie as Lick Von Dick, and she is cockney and not half bad. Um, the hook moment taking Mary off stage, very theatrical. Whoever directed this, 
very good job. I love this little moment. Um, it's not what we see in a musical usually. This is very theater. Yeah, I will say like, as confusing as the plot and the music was, this felt like a musical. Yes. There were moving parts. There were set pieces. There was like, it felt like theater. Yeah. Now the Prude twins are serving Clueness realness. Um, we're obsessed with it. I love the little nod to Clue. Um, I think Baby is a trained actress and she thought she was actually on the West End. If she didn't play it as realistic as she did and went over the top, Perhaps we'd have a different conversation later on. Yeah, it's interesting because um, in some drag race challenges, realism is exactly what you want. Like the pink table talk, the not even going to talk about that. Um, but in Rusicals, it's like, if you are not going big, then you're not it doing up. it right. Amp it up. Um, Baby did well with her song, but it was a very difficult part unless you went huge with it. Like she could have made it manic and crazy and like, it just didn't work or you have to go completely clueless mom who knows nothing about what's going on she didn't either unfortunately i'm sort of compelled to compare her to just because we saw her just saw her do this archetype um the way vivian vanderpuss did her mom yes like that would have been so fun that would have been so Mm -hmm. interesting and again why did they have britney in a mary poppins musical no idea and then she didn't look like britney so there was no joke there now peppa committed i think dakota was trying to go through the motions she was like i don't want to be here now, you know, when Rue just gives a little tad of a chuckle after a song, you knew Baby's Night was doomed. Yeah. You, you want to make Rue laugh? God help you if you make Rue chuckle. Yes. Now, one of my favorite lines was, Mommy's such a fun sponge. The amount of times I wish I could say that to my friends, you are a fun sponge. Yeah, that's me at about 1130 when like all the twinks are like dancing around me at the end of a show. And I'm like, yeah, I want to get paid and go home. Meanwhile, I would be like, can I have your twinks? Give them to me. Send them my way. There are some really pop in Ithaca twinks. Like Ithaca may be gorgeous, but Ithaca is also twinks. Okay, I'm coming. Field trip. Let's do it. Woo, Thursdays. The kite. At least we're giving nods to the source material. Um, And apparently if you say Larry Poppins three times, it's like Beetlejuice. But no one said that! (laughs) They said Larry Poppins, Larry Poppins, Larry Poppins. No, they did, but no one specifically said that it was like Beetlejuice. No, they didn't. It was was one of those, if you know the reference, you'll get it. It's ha-ha funny. I I just like, the lore was so confusing. Also, I just want to say, Cherry Poppin Lane, I'm not thrilled that was used. I don't want to hear it from somebody named Cherry Poppins saying, oh my god, I was on Drag Race. I thought the chicken was delicious. Um. Um, I have no idea what Danny's costume was supposed to be. Like it was black and white and the neon hair and the blue hat. I blame production for this look, but also it's so Danny. And then she had vomit all over her. It was weird. I didn't get Uh, it. I would have gone for like a demented version of Mary, which I think is kind of what they were doing, but it it kind of almost came across as Beetlejuice with the green hair. Yeah, and I think that's what they were going for. But again, not knowing like specifically Beetlejuice, it just didn't work. See, I know a lot of people have beef with social media, the musical, but at least they like knew their references. This just felt like- It was haphazard. An, an orgy. A weird orgy that you want to leave early. Danny slayed the role. She was the right amount of big and crude. Did she not do choreo at times? I think so. I think she stood there for a couple of moments. Did it work? Yeah, you didn't even know. Uh, But also that sugar rush spin into the death drop, great choreo choice. That was very well done. Yeah. No, the choreo choreo was serviceable. (laughs) Yeah. 
We now see genres filled with bird shit and feathers, and the song is a parody of Feed the Birds from Mary Poppins. Um, I think Jombers did well, even though it was a bit unhinged, but it was in line with the character and finally made Rue notice her in a positive way. Yeah, again, I almost wish they'd done a Fontaine thing, but I know that that's not the reference. I would love to see UK do a Les Mis musical. It's possible. Um, but no, I thought Jombers absolutely slayed. Like, this is probably the most I've liked her. Yeah. Uh, kissy Kissy Cuckoo is how I'm going to now attract twinks from here on out. Pixie returns as Lick Van Dick, the best spin lady in all of London. Why do you think Lick Van Dick did not even have a pussycat wig? Homophobia is rampant in this community. Um, all right, I let's go with that. I don't know. Like, I just... It was just bald, weird seeing her in a hat. Yeah, bald was such a strange choice. Bald is always... No, it's not always a strange choice. Hi, Sasha, I love you. Um, But, like, for that, I just... Yeah, because they almost went there with the reference and then they just didn't. Yeah, because it was almost like she played it as like a token lesbian, but it wasn't fully there. Yeah, I always find the Drag Race Butch characters really interesting. Yeah. The set piece spinning around was very funny and proof that the show has a budget but doesn't want to use it. (laughs) We're going to enter Binland, London's grimiest hotspot where Cheddar arrives, and I thought she had a big entrance. Kind of bland, if you ask me. She I, walked out on stage and did nothing. I mean, I think she thought that the costume was going to do a lot of the work. Yeah. Which, like, sure. Um, I thought she, I thought Cheddar did well. I thought she was strong. Yeah. I could I could necessarily tell you much of like the plot. It, again, I can't stress this enough. This felt like a fever dream. <laughs> yeah it was uh yeah rochelle was sexy in a gross nasty way uh the song drink bin juice i think was supposed to be the parody of step in time uh based based on the musicality of the words i think that's what the parallel i kind of got that impression too but then i'm like why didn't lick van dick have more of a lead if it was supposed to be step right. in time um cheddar did very well she picked the right part did she and pixie have any chemistry not a chance in hell they were in two different musicals yeah but to be fair so who is the direct mary poppins translation for rochelle or is there none there really wasn't yeah i mean so if they're in two different musicals it's probably because like they were written for two different musicals yeah. uh peppa saying this bin juice is lit af is me going to a club on any night <laughs> the bill being as long as a cvs receipt was iconic yes that was outstanding Someone in the props department like deserves a raise because they really they've really been doing that. Like whoever had the well. whoever had the podium for the reading challenge, like give them a badge. So the kids have no money, so they're going to go rob a bank. I mean, kids these days, right? Yeah, it's the, it's that TikTok. Me was they're talking about who has money, mommy. But now we're going to rob a bank. Why not rob mommy? Yeah, that didn't make much sense because like they were pre- they seem to be like pretty privileged children. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of privileged and bad performances, Dakota, way off that bad, 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 bad. Um, I just, there was no character. It was, yeah. LaPhil arrives looking like Mary Poppins, but she put on this voice and lacked comedy that the role could have had. Um, now I'm going to try to do this to the melody of Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Uh-huh. I'm just uber mad how this franchise lost all its focus. Famous words I think I've uttered before. At yeah. least they're self-aware. It's true. Um, but yeah, I 
again, I don't think anyone knows what to do with LaFell. No, I not also, I will say the Ben de la Creme Julie Andrews shoes are very, very, very big shoes to fill. Absolutely. Um, now, when we get to the group part that features infamous drag race, race lines like any hole is a goal and up your bum, no babies. I remember who this was created for, the fans and our filthy minds. I feel so represented. I feel so taken care of by uh, these producers. I'm waiting for, ready for this? Drag Race, the Rusical. Is that not what Alaska's doing with Drag the, drag the Musical out in LA? <laughs> Maybe, but I'm saying on Drag Race, I want Drag yeah. Race the Rusical. I want to see how Honestly. the writers write that and see if they really are in tune to what we think. I wonder if they would reference Queens or if they would just pull it out of their ass. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Drag Race, hire me. I'm ready to write for you. Let's do it. Let's I'm do also it. getting a Bachelor of Arts in uh, theater so uh, I with a focus in playwriting, so... Hire Very me nice. as well. Nice. And also hire my girlfriend to do lighting. They could make it spell RuPaul. They could make them spell lots of words. Listen, tell your girlfriend to go to the Philippines. They need so much fucking help in the lighting department. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally, they forgot to light Mama Pow in her lip sync. Like uh, black, stage black. I was like, wow. Listen, the way Hannah Waddingham was getting into them singing about bums, that's what I deserve in a friend. I want someone to be like that enthusiastic when I'm talking about butts. Yeah, no, she's the friend we all deserve. But the moral of the story is take a much-loved character and make her a super skanky person. Truer words have never been said. It's true. The Queen of England, Margaret Thatcher. I'm not going to lie. This was excellent. They did an extraordinary job, and I think I might listen to this on repeat. I don't know. Okay, I'd like to listen to it to figure out what the fuck they were saying half the time. Sure, sure. But I do think this was strong and I think that the good was really damn good. And I do agree with like, because at the beginning of critiques, Michelle says like, no one really did bad. I would agree with that. Yes, I agree. All right, category is West End Wonders. In honor of the runway, we are going to play West End Wendy or Fringe Folly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, before we begin though, I want to know what you would have done to pay homage to this category. I have been, okay. So I have been, there were a lot of missed opportunities here, I think. Not that everyone didn't do 100%. Um, I think the obvious fucking answer, and I understand why no one did this, because it's sort of the same thing as like, why no one did the the Madonna cone bra for the Night of a Thousand Madonnas. I would have done Act One Alphaba from Wicked at the come to the end of the runway, reveal into Act Two Alphaba. Okay. All right. I'm here for it. Yes, I th- I think that's my answer. Or um, a witch from into the woods type transformation. I mm-hmm. think would serve. That would have been it. Um, I, as we know, we've heard the Vivian say that that was her intention for uh, All Star Seven. Even though that bullshit, was not Vivian bullshit. That was not reveals on reveals. No, not a chance. What would you what, do? What would I do? I mean, yeah. If, Knowing that I don't do drag, if I was going to be like, I'm going to do drag for the day for a musical theater run- runway, I would probably do some fun version of Frankenfutter. Oh my, yes. I will also, sorry, so, complete side note. I was so surprised that no one did Frank for the Dragula Horror Icons Challenge. That would have been my first instinct. I have so many opinions on that show. 
Make sure you listen to me as we talk through that show coming up next week. I can't wait to see the boulets piss me off again. And uh, Femme is looking for someone to share a Shutter subscription with. So, because uh, <laughs> oh, I'm I'm such a little pussy. I don't I don't do horror stuff. So I'm like, well, okay. what I did, what I did is I cracked the code. I decided to do AMC Plus because it comes with Shutter. AMC Plus. Okay, fascinating. Because um, I also love Mad Men, so I'm like, I'm gonna watch Mad Men again. I can't wait. I've I've been really really thinking about Mad Men, but it's so good. I love it. Um, starting off with Pixie Plate doing hairspray. Look by Fancy Boy Hair by Truffle Pig Wigs. I think this was a very obvious choice for Pixie. Of course, the big girl will do Tracy Turnblad. I think the first look was mediocre, but the reveal that she did save the look. In a week where we saw some of the best drag of the season, this was serviceable and safe. I could care less for the hair. I don't like the gray in there. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it all just could have been more, which is crazy. But also, like, the hair was huge. I wanted everything else to that scale, you know? I also think there was maybe a missed opportunity to do the finale look as a gown instead of just that kind of just like, unremarkable dress it was so boring and again it's obvious for pixie to do hairspray i know if you look on her instagram hairspray means a lot to her she wants to play that's all well and good but if you're trying to win drag race give me you gotta think outside the box a little bit maybe paint yourself green i don't know michelle says the difficult thing about judging them all was truly no one was super casual super fragile atrocious yes she did that um she says she was worried about her her the most but she ended up kicking ass on the runway she says tracy turnblad is iconic and she had the whole attitude she says she brought it and she can't go back and has to stop it with the bullshit as this is not the place for it alan can't believe she had a crisis of confidence as he thought she was so amazing and loved her dick he says it was the right length he wanted more of it he was gagging for it and i say someone call hr <laughs> honestly a lot of this sh- i'm like there need the pit crew needs to unionize i'll say it yeah hannah says she is utterly delicious she says it's not an easy thing to go first and she set the tone and she did um i'm gonna give this the safest west end wendy because it's just right on line for me i i it was good it was serviceable but i wanted something bigger and better i completely agree like very safe west end wendy i i'm just like this is if you want to beat danny that bad this is how you have to do it you have to like push yourself you have to maybe wear an eight foot tall audrey two outfit i don't know i'm just spitballing the audience 51 percent west end wendy 49 percent fringe folly also just may if you looked at her instagram she did <gasps> also hairspray she did um the john travolta version of uh edna and god that was a bodysuit it was so bad <laughs> all right jambers blonde sing of the rain look by deck the saint hit by noel stewart's hair by weekday wigs don't forget the West End did see the stage version of the movie musical Singing in the Rain. I think this was a brilliant concept. I love the deconstructed elements of it that she brought into the fashion world. There were some really incredible detailings to the look. I think the raindrops coming from the hood was immaculate and very, very smart. Was this directly from the show and more of an inspiration? Yes, that's totally okay. This is the best John versus looks all season. Yes, I have to be honest. I hated this look. Ooh. I thought the material... I thought the material could have been done so much better. I hated the asymmetry. It was done all wrong. I thought the headpiece could should have, could have, would have been something different. I like, John Bruce just doesn't have an eye. Like, I don't feel like she she's has- literally a stylist. No shit. 
yeah john burrs i just i hated this look i just i hated it and like it wanted to be fashion so bad and it just it just didn't get there i can't say enough bad things about it but her performance i was so impressed alan says what a challenge to be a half woman half bird and make it funny and realistic and then you go pluck yourself and she didn't hannah says she is absolutely devastatingly watchable and she is stealing kui michelle says she knows she was going for avant-garde with the look as she has an issue with one flat cage and one poofy cage as it looks like it was made incorrectly but all in all a strong night rue says that her makeup looks great she knows that she doesn't have the biggest lips in the world and she shifted the focus in her makeup and made her lips look bigger she says she looks gorgeous i don't really know right. how shifting the focus i don't really get what rue was seeing but I sure don't either. feel your um, fantasy i also gonna, don't yeah, i also don't necessarily think nude lip was the way to go for this but i'm really just nitpicking because i did not like this look i'm gonna give it to weston wendy what's the what's the flop one again fringe folly this was a real fringe folly for me <laughs> audience 63 west end wendy 37 fringe folly wow i'm really i'm i am a minoritized group huh yeah that's true black pepper the lion king uh look and headpiece by trashy planets nails by fairy dust nail company earrings by no basic bombshell we are going for inspiration here and it is working you know exactly what it's representing yes the headpiece looks like it was about to collapse and fall over and it was completely not straight the patchwork of the various animal prints was an easy way to give the African feel without overtly stealing from the original costume design. I do appreciate that she did not go with a furry look. This could be a fashion moment for sure. Um, I mean, Peppa didn't just do Lion King. She did Leopard King. She did Zebra King. She did... She did uh, the entire, entire Animal Kingdom. She did Tiger King. Um, I didn't know what I was looking at. I think um, this is one of those looks where like the eye doesn't really know where to land sure um but like i love peppa and i think it, this was a cool reference but also the original costumes are so damn good and so damn mm-hmm. interesting um that i think maybe even if she had pulled a little more they're already so avant-garde and interesting i think it yeah. could have worked i agree i'm also give it a west end wendy i liked it west end wendy audience 94 percent west end wendy six percent fringe volume <sighs> Dakota Schiffer, Funny Girl, no designers listed. Uh, this is certainly an inter- interpretation of Babs and Funny Girl. If I didn't hear the reference, I'm not sure I could have picked out the musical. Um, this is in Dakota's wheelhouse. So I wish she would have pushed it a bit more. Like, go camp, find another show that would have given you vintage yes, drag. The garment is stunning. The hair is breathtaking. I just want more. Yeah, I think, honestly, I don't know why Dakota didn't do Glinda. I think that could have been adorable. Like a yes. pink a pink pinup situation, I think, would have really worked. I also think there were other funny girl looks she could have done. But I, I know she said she really wanted to wear this hair. That's great. That's awesome. Good for her. Or, oh, fuck, a Dakota Janet would have been so fun. There are so many other options she could have done. I think, she, I think Dakota's problem that I'm finding is she is stuck in what she wants to present and not realizing what she can do, what she's capable of. Yeah, it's true. Um, but she, she is incredible. And like, I wasn't mad at this look. I just don't no, know it was if, beautiful. if it was the, like, if this was the best for the category. Alan says there was a hesitancy with her performance and didn't feel present. He says she would have gotten away with it, but the trouble is Black Peppa was throwing everything, including the kitchen sink in. Michelle says she is beautiful. She loves the hair and the dress and the idea. Hannah says she is far less 
less funny girl and more ridiculously beautiful girl. Rue says she was wonderful, but it just wasn't as good as the others and says she has a great future in musical theater. Uh, she asks if she's done music theater, to which Dakota says she hates musicals and Hannah jokes that she takes them all back. Um, also, Rue said music theater and I was like, what's music theater? It's musical. Bitch. I think that's what they call Dear Evan Hansen. Theater with music. Um, remember when um, Rue referenced the role of Deer? Yes. He played Deer. He gave everything. Oh, I can't believe we put Deer on that show also. Why the hell was he Oh my God. Everything he said, I was like, leave. I hate him so much. He, br- um, he breathes and I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. Uh, I, this is a Weston Wendy. I liked it. Yeah. Safe Weston Wendy. The audience, 78% West End Wendy, 22% Fringe Folly. Chetta Gorgeous, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, look by Lil, hair by Florencia Wiggs. The reference is spot on. We took the jacket and made it into a full um, jumper with wings. I think the musical means a lot to so many people. So while it can veer into the cosplay element, it is striking on Cheddar. She brought the attitude. The Cape Wing moment with the quote from the show was really beautiful. Again, obvious choice. Let's see something different. Yeah, um, I will say I do think Cheddar did more inter like I like that she didn't do the standard head vague yes. wig. She did like it was a little different. I thought I loved the makeup and she didn't just do the like eyebrows with the glitter lip that everyone does. Right. Um, I also specifically really like that she chose that quote because it's not a lyric, it's if you know the movie. Right. So I I just really love this because I I also love head vague. Yeah, it was good. I'll give it a West on Wendy. West hard West End Wendy. Audience, 89% West End Wendy, 11% fringe folly. Hateful. The Phil doing the King and I. Look by Bang London, hair by Nathan Phoenix, face, jewelry by Natasha Laws. Easily the least familiar with this dated show, but that being said, the Phil's reason for presenting this as a celebration of culture was brilliant. She was serving you Yul Brenner realness. The jacket was wonderful, but it's the nude illusion that reveal that was simply exquisite the stoning was out of this world even the stoning makeup on her face this week was just quite strong easily her best look of the season yeah no i completely agree and like if someone was gonna do king and i i'm glad it was lafille um i just like don't know if it's the show we need to be referencing Um, i when when they said it i was like oh my god she's gonna do miss saigon i was like oh that's bad um but honestly i would have been here for it I, i thought she she did very well here i loved it yeah and says oh go ahead no like beautifully made like good for her alan says dancing and do the staccato machine gun delivery of all the naughty words and not miss a word of fluff with the look he says the intricacies and the detailing is just marvelous michelle says she did pretty well but doesn't think she took it as far as she could have she says in theater you have to lay it all on the line she loves the king and i and says it's just beautiful hannah says she is just utterly charming Rue says she was fantastic in the Rue school, but there's just splitting hair and she wanted her own personal stamp on it. The look, brilliant West End Wendy. Yeah, hard West End Wendy. Audience, 92% West End Wendy, 8% Fringe Folly. Baby and Juliet, no designers listed. I cannot wait to see this show so much. Oh my God, obsessed. I will I am- say... Yeah, oh, sorry. I am very, I'm very hard on jukebox musicals. I'm very, like, very, very hit or miss. And Juliet does genuinely seem like it. It it's is of this so time, good. is of this place. It does yeah. seem really good. How faithful is Baby's look to the original? Because I haven't seen it. 
All right, so here's what I'll say. I will say that before she said the show, I thought she was going with six, which would have worked, but I would have critiqued it that it wasn't glam enough. That being said, for the look inspired by Anne Juliet, it's pretty great. She gave you the color story. Um, She's giving you the silhouette uh, that the musical has Juliet in, but this is a fashion forward denim moment. Amazing. The um, construction of this was spot on. The frohawk is drag. Um, can't wait for her to perform some numbers from the show. Um, literally give me uh, hit me baby one more time performed by baby. I'm here for it. Yeah, no, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I do agree. And like, if there has to be another jukebox musical on Broadway, I'm glad it's this one and good God, I hope the Neil Diamond musical closes soon before it even opens. Alan says she looked a little bit nervous. Michelle says she had incredible energy. She says the pacing of the song was fantastic. She loves watching her on stage, but was starting to lose her. She loves Anne Juliet and thinks this is her version. She says the makeup is gorgeous and to keep doing it. Baby starts to get emotional before Hannah speaks. She tells her that she wants her to feel really good about herself because she feels like she doesn't feel good at the moment. Baby will say that she has been struggling mentally being there. She She says she has anxiety and has been digging herself out of that, but she's having a bit of a tough time. She knows that she's capable of doing this. It's just so annoying. And Rue will tell her that... She has what it takes. She tells her that she's been in the seat for many years and has seen a lot of girls express the same exact emotion. She says it's not easy and has found over the years that she's had to make friends with her saboteur. It's back, bitches! She says it's coming, rearing its ugly head and says, hey girl, what's up? But responds with, oh, you're here again? I hear you, but I'm gonna do it over here. She says it doesn't go away. She loves that fucking inner saboteur. She really she? does. I we were if- away from it for so long. That's the only thing I'm mad at you, baby. You brought it back. You made it come back. Yeah, I just I'm so sick of hearing about it. And also, like, what about bitches with like legitimate mental illnesses? Like, can we like there's to be fair, you have to go through psych evaluation. <laughs> yes, yeah. There are a couple of people who have not gone on the show because of it. Wow, okay. This might be a fun night to Google some things. Um, but yeah, I thought that like I just feel like Rue always give this gives this advice. Yeah. It's just it just feels like we're spinning a wheel and Rue just like picks. It's true because Rue will spin you'll spin the wheel and Rue's like, wait, who are you? I don't know who you are. Yep, yeah, she certainly will. <laughs> uh, this look for baby though, I will give it a West End Wendy yes safe west end wendy audience 86 percent west end wendy 14 percent fringe folly and finally danny beard little shop of horrors look by mike coltman jewels by crown jewels uk i was utterly gagged this was one of the best looks on drag race all time it's a puppet it's camp it's drag now we have seen nina west get red for an audrey 2 inspired look but this is literally there's nothing to read here simply perfection the only thing i wish danny would have leaned into was highlighting the beard in a slightly different color than the face shade if she went full fuchsia like she did with the chin piece, I think we could have seen a celebration of the Beauty Queen instead of hiding it still. But don't call her out for always doing clown white face because this is out of the box for Danny. I love Danny, but for a bitch whose last name is Beard, sure haven't seen much of it. Show it. Like I highlight that like this was the perfect time to do fuchsia as the like as, do do a chin yeah. shop. I don't care. Just show it. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, if you're going to come on it, it's your last name. It's no. your last name. I mean, but I guess Danny Patchy Beard doesn't really work. Yeah, I mean, it's like if I never wore purple, and I don't really wear purple, but that's neither here nor there. 
Alan says her performance was OTT. Uh, she gave him them a bucket full of ham. Michelle told her to go full Danny Beard on them, and she didn't. It worked. She couldn't stop watching her for the look. She says it's perfectly suited for her and says the costume is another level. Hannah says she is an utter, utter, out-and-out pro and says she alone has been worth her visit. RuPaul says she has the thing that there is that was written on the script, but she brought something else to it, and that was magical. It is what stars do. I completely agree. West and Wendy. West and like Olivier Award winning drag. Oh, I wish someone had done a genderfuck MC from Cabaret too. Sorry, that just occurred to me. Yeah. Um, hey, I would that there, oh, there it is. Dakota Schiffer, you should have done Sally Balls. Oh, that would have been, been vintage, would have been sexy. Um, Danny Beard, uh, listeners, I don't know what the fuck is going on with you. Maybe someone pressed the wrong button. I don't know. 97% West End Wendy, 3% French Folly. I just can't, I, I, I don't understand. Um, reveal yourself and please let me know because I'm very concerned for your eyes. And drop the address um, so we can pull up. So sad. Well, Rue has decided that Black Peppa and Cheddar are safe, leaving Danny, Dakota, Jombers, LaFill, Baby, and Pixies the top and bottoms. Do you agree? Because I think Pixie was safe at best and Cheddar should have been the top. I I would make that switch. I would maybe, just because I really cannot stress enough how much I dislike Jombers' runway look, I maybe would have switched Cheddar and Jombers, but also like Jombers did really fucking well in the challenge. Yeah. I can't deny her that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I understand why Pixie was in the top, though. I think it could have gone either way. The safe duo backstage sip their cocktails because they're glad to be safe. Though it's Cheddar who feels that she worked hard, so she's frustrated that it wasn't enough. Black Peppa is a dancer, so dancing and singing at the same time is a challenge. Um, I guess musical theater ain't for you, darling. Yeah, but again, they, they didn't sing. Uh, sing no. The queens return, and there are some faces walking in. Um, everyone is very somber. Dakota is crying, and she says they're, they were very complimentary of everyone, but it's hard when it feels like she gave everything and it wasn't enough. Jombers reminds her that it comes down to the tiniest things, and while Dakota appreciates that, it still means two people are going to be in the bottom two and feels she had the worst critiques. Dakota says it was out of her comfort zone, and you can be proud of yourself for accomplishing something, but when it's still not enough, it's really a hard reality to try and digest. Now, Jombers reminded her that they told her she would have a wonderful career in musical theater, and Dakota laughs it off and says she doesn't want that. She hates this challenge. And I like Cheddar and beginning to think that Dakota hates musicals. What? What are you going to say next? That RuPaul likes coffee animas? Well, Baby is mentally going through it as she knows how talented she is. And it's frustrating to her that she can't hack this. She was worried that she would get in her own way. She had to fight to be the baby she is now. But the fight left some scars and they are now showing. She tells the group she is struggling so much that if she were to be in the lip sync, she would smash it and do what she needs to do, but she's having a hard time doing the best she can to pull it together. Another clue into what is about to come. I mean, yeah. Like, they they really pulled out, like, a Dora-style roadmap of what was going to happen. Danny will tell her to talk talk to them so they can help her, and Cheddar knows Baby has been struggling, and they genuinely care about each other, but the competition is one thing, sisterhood is another. Meanwhile, LaPhil is feeling mixed about the whole thing. She had loads of pressure to be better and not feeling in this position of not going home. But she says it's a weird feeling of knowing she did well, but still possibly being in the bottom too. It shows just how strong the entire competition is. Meanwhile, Pixie didn't have a negative critique, so she is very pleased. And I was like, 
read the room. I don't think they really want to hear that from you right now. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> but she's feeling confident she can get to the end. She's believing in herself for the first time. And Danny has asked how she feels, and she feels great, but knows that there are people there who don't feel as good, so she doesn't want to sit there and rah, rah, rah. But Dakota tells her that they need to give her time, as this was one of the most iconic things to walk the runway. Eight and a half feet, pure plant daddy realness. And it the puppet fucking worked and looked nice. Like, it is hard to make a puppet look nice and, like, lifelike sure. and... Jombers felt nice to get nice critiques and everyone's surprised there's a chance she could win this week. And I say stranger things have happened, but no, you got no shot, girl. Yeah, uh, if they're commenting on your lip shape. <laughs> Oops. It is decision time and Rue has decided that Danny Beard is the winner of the week. We have Pixie, Jombers, and LaFille as safe with Baby versus Dakota in the bottom. Do you agree with these results? Someone has to be in the bottom, unless it's that one challenge on season 14. But someone most of the time has to be in the bottom. And I think that, like, it's not that they were the baddest, that they were, it's not that they were the worst, it's that they were the least good. Fair. And I mean, you could have slipped LaFille in there instead of, I think, baby. I don't know what the result would have been. I just, I feel so bad because I know that LaFille belongs somewhere. I don't know if it is drag race uk or this season or what but like a different season i think it would be a different result because there are some strong pitches this season and yeah. like i've also been thinking a little bit about like what if victoria scone was here oh boy that these runways would be it's musical theater night so our song is from the global smash hits six we've got no way what a perfect song for lip sync yeah it's great personally i feel so bad i'm like really outing myself as not knowing a lot of the shit in this episode um i don't really care for six because i don't feel like it's a musical i feel like it's a concert very fair i mean literally that is the plot yes exactly and like great i'm so glad people love it i'm so glad people feel seen not my cup of tea now before we start the song we have a confessional from baby saying that she has decided what she needs to do very interesting that we got this here. So let's go through the lipstick and dis- discuss why. It was off to the races and they were both in it to win it. I love that little reference to Baby Dakota did with the lyrics. Um, the energy was right. Easily a very brilliant lip sync. Baby was giving you the acting. Dakota is giving you a literal lyrical interpretation as she walks off stage when she says, I'll go. What's she pulling at Ginny Lemon? No way. I thought this was a great lip sync. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I always feel like the musical theater lip syncs are strong. I mean, come on. Memory was like the serve to end all serves. Rest in peace for Cherry Valentine. I was looking at her Instagram the other day and I was like, fuck, this is so sad. It's very sad. Very, very sad. And I'm very glad that Drag Race and DragCon have decided that they are going to keep their booth um, as a memorial of types. Um, again, I'm not going to read into certain things, but if you find out what the booth is going to be, you might understand a little more of what may have happened. Ooh, my fingers are going to be clicking clacking tonight. Yes. I'm going um, to a piano very, bar. Very, very unfortunate. Um, Rue has decided, uh, wait, baby's going to raise her hand like a little timid child in school. Uh, she, she has something to say. She will say that she is extremely grateful for being there, but needs to go home and take care of herself. The room is shocked. Rue says she respects that. Dakota's going to rub and give her a hug. And Rue says she loves her. They all love her. And to take care of herself and remember what she told her. Uh, first, 
question here. Who knew? I don't think she pulled it out of the ass and just did it on the spot. I think there are certain people who knew. I think production probably knew. And I think maybe a queen or two knew. I would certainly agree with that. I also... I don't think Dakota knew. I do not think Dakota knew. I don't either. Um, But I think it was interesting, the buildup versus the actual moment. Yeah. And that's why I think production helped her guide through this. I think they probably said, you know the song, you know you're going to kill it. Leave on a high. This is a pretty favorable quitting edit, I would say, too. Yeah. Um first hot take I think based on the rusical I think they both would have stayed it would have been a double shante simply based on the how the episode went mm-hmm. I I can see it I wonder if they aren't saving their double shante for like certain others I don't know I think baby was the one that could have gone straight to the end I just think it's going to lead me to my second hot take. Are you ready? Oh, I, I'm. I have the ice ready for the the burn. My feeling on baby is I do respect her decision. Mental health matters, but I think she went in there with big hype and feeling like she would win. When she saw herself in the bottom again, and knowing that in a game where track record might matter, her chances of winning the show were slim. So she found a way to gracefully bow out, where Rue would respect her and the audience would respect her and demand she return again in the future where she has now more coin and better odds of winning. I think mental health was a reason, but I think her pride was the bigger reason. I can definitely see that. I also think that like, I can respect that way of thinking because I love to think super far ahead. I'm very analytical. And like, if I had one, like a lip sync and then two lip syncs, like I... I'd be worried. I'd be anxious. And especially with the like, because it's kind of a three strikes you're out system. And it's also like, I feel like after the second lip sync or the third lip sync, if you don't win, then you're then you're out. She also went in there saying the things that I do best are dancing, singing, songwriting, acting. And she failed at all of them based on how she did on Drag Race. That's not an easy pill to swallow. That that is a gut punch to know that your bread and butter was not good enough. And I think I, that's where I think the pride came in. And I think she, what she did was brilliant by saying she needed to take care of herself because this makes the audience know that mental health is always going to be more important than a stupid reality show. Um, but I think you watch her come back for an all-star season. So slight. Oh, absolutely. And like you said, like, more coin is everything on Drag Race, unfortunately. And maybe, actually, no, she doesn't need fillers. No, she's good. Um, though I'm sure, like, everybody else, she's going she to do the teeth, like, get the veneers. We're gonna, we all do it nowadays on Drag Race. Sure. Also, we got some new underscoring that we've never heard before because this never happens. We have that, like, triumphant music as she was saying there, her piece. Love that sock music that I've never heard. I wonder if it's not the same thing they use for when Eureka when Eureka left and her, she also had the triumphant ending. I don't want to go back and find out. <gasps> I've been rewatching well, season nine a little bit. Hilarious. Um, but yeah, I 
I do think this was right for her. I think it was right for her mental health wise. And I don't think it hurt her career wise. Not at all. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Oh my God. Yeah. What is baby's legacy? Um, well, she won design challenge. Mm-hmm. She, and she has proven she is a fierce, fierce performer with a real eye for pa- fashion and a very lovable personality. And from her promo, I frankly didn't think she was going to do much, but like, I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So I think she's leaving a legacy of, of being a fierce bitch. She did well. She's good television. She's a great drag artist. Can't wait to see what she does next. It's time for the Snatch Game. Who do you expect to do well? And I want to know who you would do for Snatch Game. Okay, so I have been saving um, Leah Michelle for Snatch Game. Because I have no qualms making fun of her. Good. Which, um, I've also been chewing on the idea of a Danny DeVito Snatch Game. Okay. I think that would be excellent. Or um, Jessica Walters from Arrested Development. Which would be hard because the the humor is so specific, but I think it would slay. Yeah. Um, I think they this season is really for Danny. <laughs> I think Danny is going to fucking eat at Snatch Game. I, it's all going to come down to character selection. I think it always does nowadays. I think Danny is a force to be reckoned with in Snatch Game. I think Jonvers might do okay. I can't believe I'm saying that. I have this weird feeling that the way this show is running up to us, it's either going to be a win for Pixie or it's Pixie going to be oh so close once again. Honestly, yeah. Um, I am also curious to see what Cheddar does because I could kind of see Cheddar doing a like Sasha Valore-esque, like very intellectual mm-hmm. snatch game that really fucking works for her. Yeah, um, I'm very worried for Dakota. Oh my God, I'm so worried for Dakota. I don't know who she's going to pick. I feel like, and I don't mean to reduce her to just a sex symbol. I think if she can do like a sex symbol and kind of just do the like, Mm -hmm. almost like an Irma Gerd-esque Snatch Game. Yeah. I think, I think, I also think that Snatch Game is different from any other challenge. Because yes, it's improv, but it's like, Snatch Game is its own thing. Everyone knows that. Um, We got Scary Spice in the house. Are we going to get all of the Spice Girls on the show? We're missing, we're going to be missing one. I wonder, because the Spice Girls are so fucking iconic. Um, I really wonder. But also, I don't know dick about the Spice Girls. I know, oh, I know, man. I know. It's it's a real travesty. I think I, like, just missed it. Mm-hmm, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, Posh Spice is going to be the only one missing. Uh, and getting Victoria Beckham to show up, I think that's going to be more money than the BBC That's kind of what I thought. I'm like, I bet it's Victoria Beckham. No, like... It's the same reason the community movie took so long. One of them is like up here and costs billions of dollars. After five episodes, the winner of the season is. It's the Danny show. If they keep up with these improv and musical and acting challenges, it's the Danny show. I was beginning the season, Black Peppa. She's dropped so much. I was cheddar gorgeous. She's not doing anything. It's Danny Beard right now. It, it really fucking is. And like, think about, because she's not, I know you have issues calling Danny a big girl, which like neither here nor there, but like a bearded queen after we've never fucking had one. Right. And that, snatching, that's, that's what's funny is like barely a beard, but it's true. It's, it, 
RuPaul, just put Lucy Stools on your show. Lucy Stool, Blackberry, like. <sighs> Ru's trying. Ru's trying. Ru's really, really trying. Really. Not hard enough, but she's trying. Will it ever be hard enough? <laughs> no. Well, this was super fun. But oh first, my gosh, where can we time. find you, you on can, social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Oh my gosh, you can find me at fem.day.violet on Instagram. That's kind of the only social I really have, which is odd, uh, but Twitter fucks with my mental health and I don't have time. Um, I am starring in um, the Ithaca Rocky Horror Shit Show. I will be playing Dr. Frankenfurter. Um, and that is uh, October 31st on Halloween. Um, if you want to follow my Instagram, I will be posting about it. And just uh, keep an eye out because I will be graduating school soon. And I'd like to not be in Ithaca for forever. That sounds amazing. Well, yes, thank, thank you, you so much so for having much for me. being here. And we'll do it again soon. Hell yeah, we will. The biggest thanks to Femme de Violet for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blogtalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterinthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.